This is the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blank, episode 142. Hey, let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Blanc. Hey there, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael Blanc. I'm really excited that you're here today, and I'm even more excited that we have 2019. Happy New Year! All right, so to kick things off here, I want to talk about how to crush it in 2019. All about goal setting. Okay, it's just going to be me today, just jamming with you guys. Uh, really looking forward to this thing. So let's get right into the tips. Okay, I got, let's see, how many do I have here? I got, I got four, four tips to crush it in 2019. Okay, so tip number one. Here we go. Get clear on your goals. Very simple. Okay, let's move on to number two. Aha, I'm just kidding. It's really not that simple, but here's a, a couple things I can help you with becoming clear on your goals because I have found that clarity really enables everything else. And, and if you have not done so, read this book by Gary Keller called The One Thing. It will clarify, get it? Clarify a lot of things, specifically about how to clarify your goals and how to how to knock them down. But here's a couple things uh, that I gleaned from that from that book. First thing it does is it helps you become really clear about the one thing. And the one thing that Keller defines is if you could achieve that one thing, identify if you could achieve that one thing, it would make everything else easier or even unnecessary. So think about all the things that you got to do. What is that one thing that if you could achieve would make everything easier? So for example, my gosh, uh, I want to do my first deal this year. And uh, man, I, I would really like to go big, but uh, you know, I, I'm having trouble raising money. Now imagine you went to your next real estate uh, meetup and you walked, came in the guy and the guy really likes you and not in that way, okay? He's an investor, okay? And his problem is he's got too much money, he's not getting a good return, and he's paying too many taxes. So so you guys hit it off, and uh, he says, okay, you know what? Find me a deal, and I'll finance it. And I say, well, that's great. I said, look, I got to deploy a million dollars because I got about 20 million, and I want to deploy it a million dollars at a time. And you're like, what? Right? So that one thing could be finding that one person that could finance your next deal. Like, if you could do that one thing, it would make everything else easier or even unnecessary, right? Get it? You see how that works? Okay, so that's that one thing. Now, I find the one thing, while it's very clear and simple, I normally think in terms of three because I can never narrow things down to one thing. I think that's ideal and optimal, but in my mind, it's it's three, but certainly no, no more than five. And the methodology I use over various time frames. okay? So let's let's stick with the number three, somewhere in the middle. So every day, I approach every day, I say, what are the three things that I really want to accomplish today for today to be successful? And I write those down. I use uh, I use Google Keep. Google Keep, if you're not using it, it's like a checklist task box. It's very, 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 very easy to use. And it's already part of Google Gmail. So Google Keep, and I put on my day what I want to accomplish today. And, and you know, I can firefight and answer emails and do phone calls. But really, at the end of the day, I want to get those three things done. And I do the same thing for the week. What are the three things that I really want to get done this week for this week to advance me? Uh, do the same thing for 90 days and then also for 12 months. All right, so set those three things for multiple time frames. So that's that's uh, that's number one on getting clear on your goals is what are those three things on multiple uh, time frames? And of course, you know your weekly goal should uh, should further your monthly goal, and your monthly goal should should further your quarter goals, and so on and so forth. So, so I use Keep for my daily, weekly, uh, and I also put it in my ninety day for uh, the twelve months. I use a spreadsheet because I do it out by quarter. 
uh, make it a little more a little more long. And so, for example, we use the same methodology with our mentoring students. So we have a mentorship program. So if you really want to get a first deal done and you think mentoring is right for you uh, and uh, it's something that you're willing to invest in, uh, it's a fantastic program. It's really designed to get you into a into um, a deal in the first 12 months. In fact, we, we guarantee it as well. But what we do is a very similar thing. We have this roadmap, this blueprint, if you will, to your first deal. And it starts with, you know, what needs to be done this week, what needs to be done the next 30 days, next 90 days, and then 12 months. And that, you know, the 12 month goal is really to have you in your first deal. But what are all the things leading up to that, right? So we use that same methodology to keep our, our mentoring students on track. So it's the same thing for you as well. Okay. Another tip here on how to actually state your goals. Um, I like stating those goals in the present tense as if they've already happened, almost like an affirmation or, or future. I don't know what the exact grammatical is. Future, never really that good at grammar. Okay. Give me, I'll give you an example. Uh, within 12 months, I will have done my first deal of 20 units or more. So I will have, or I have done something like that. So you, in other words, you're stating a fact even though it's not like that. That's how I want you to write your, your goals. And, and the other thing with the goals is they have to be measurable. They have to have a date and they have to be measurable. You have to be able to say, did, did meet goal? Yes, no. It can't be like, I'm going to do my first deal. That's great. Okay. But there's no time frame and there's, you can't measure that. So state it as a fact, state it for what it is. And that's how you write your goals. Okay. So get clear on your goals is tip number one. All right, moving on. Tip number two, make time. Okay, so what does this mean? Here's what the average day looks like, okay? And, and I get sucked into this as well. You, you get up and there's uh, you check emails and then you maybe you swipe Facebook and by the time you're done, it's 11 o'clock, then you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, I don't know, I might as well just go to lunch early. So you go to lunch early and then you get back and you kind of, you talk, you, you chit chat with other people and you get a little tired, unproductive. You do some more emails and maybe there's a phone call you have to do with a customer client and all of a sudden before you know it, it's 4.35 and it's time to go home. You're like, wow, what the heck did I do today? It kind of just got out of hand. And, and if you have a lot of these days, it seems like you're drifting. And that's what most people do. And it's because you're not being intentional about how you spend your time. And this is where the clarity comes in. But the other component of clarity is to actually schedule time for it. So Gary Keller, again, in this book, The One Thing, which I, of course, highly recommend, is that he schedules time to advance your one thing. So what I do now is I schedule, first of all, a couple tips. One more, I schedule time Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. I have three to four hours of uninterrupted time. There's no phone calls, no emails, no nothing. And, 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 and those two slots, I work on my three things for that week. And the rest of the time, I'm firefighting, I'm doing emails, I'm doing calls, all unsure, extremely important things. Uh, but that's when I'm when I'm advancing my week forward, okay? And and it's not a ton of time, but it's still a lot for you to get those three things done that week and to get your things done in 30 days, et cetera. So schedule those, schedule those in. The other one, to be more efficient on time management, and I like to batch things uh, together. So I don't know if this applies to you, but you know, if, if I'm doing a, uh, let's say I'm doing a podcast or a video or a blog post, what I like to do is I don't like to do just one, but I'm going to put four together because you're already in the in the momentum of it and the thinking. Maybe you have to set up your equipment. You have to get in the right place. You have to get in the right mindset. I remember when I was writing my book. It took me like literally 15 minutes to get into the flow. Like, oh my gosh, what did I write yesterday or the day before? Maybe I skipped a day. What was I writing? What was I thinking? And before you get in, it's 15 minutes and you want to write, let's say 30 minutes a day, which is a great goal, but you've already wasted 15 minutes and now you're writing for 15 minutes and now it's time to stop. 
oh man, how unproductive is that? Versus, you know what? I'm going to write for two hours a week or every other day instead of doing it in little chunks. Now it takes you, still takes you 15 minutes to get into it, but now you're in the flow for an hour and 45 minutes. Holy moly. And then you'll probably fatigue. So try batching your things as well if you can. So you got to you gotta make time. Uh, you got to schedule blocks in your calendar whenever that is to, to accomplish the things that are on the, the one thing for you. The other thing that I found really helpful in regards to this stuff is a morning routine. And a book that was very helpful to me was a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, H-A-L-E-L-R-O-D, The Miracle Morning. Really popular book, great guy. And the reason I like, I'm a very actionable guy. And he said, give me the three things I need to do. And so I've, I've always struggled with a morning routine and I did some meditation and I just, I just wasn't very consistent with it. And he really breaks down, hey, if you're going to, if you can do 30 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever, how do you break your time down? And it's a rhythm of, uh, of silence, visualization, uh, praying, meditating, journaling, reading, that kind of thing. And it's kind of a routine that you get into every, every morning. And I actually got up a, an hour early because of this book and, and how claimed that you could program your body to basically live and thrive on less sleep than you think you need, which I thought was complete horse manure, but I tried it and guess what? It worked. I couldn't believe it. I was pretty much, I tested it scientifically. It took me eight and a half hours to get my sleep. And I told my body, hey, you know what? From now on, you will be fine and fully energized with seven and a half hours. And would you believe it? And I tried this. Normally, I would I would crash and burn by the time Friday rolls around. Anybody can survive on, on less sleep for a few days. But I did not crash and burn. In fact, I sustained it now for a few years now. Really, really interesting stuff. So give that a try because it really helps you clarify. Again, the clarity is so, so important. It helps you reflect on things. Hey, what worked? What didn't work? What did I like? What didn't I like? What do I really want? What I really don't I don't want? And so this is this rhythm of of morning routine is really really powerful. So you got to make the time. Now a lot of times people ask me this question, and I get this a lot when I'm when I'm talking to potential mentoring students uh, because I get the chance to talk with them, and I really want to know you know what's going on uh, with them and how likely are they to succeed with whatever they want to do. Obviously, a component of that is having the time to do it. And the truth is that the majority, okay, the vast majority, 99%, almost 100, really have full-time jobs when they come into our program or whether when they buy our, our, our course or do anything like that. Full-time jobs because they do it because they want to get out of the full-time job. So time is always a challenge. And sometimes it's more of a challenge for others than, than for some, but it's always, always a time. And I'm fascinated by this. Why does someone succeed and the other one fails? Why does someone make time and the other person does not make time? And it really comes down to priorities. And we're all given the same 24 hours per day. However, we all use our time differently and it comes down to priorities. So one of the things, again, this comes from clarity is what are your priorities in life? Well, if your priority is to quit your job in 12 months or 18 months, uh, and if that's really a priority, guess what? You're going you're gonna to make decisions along those priorities because of the clarity you gained. And so, for example, if you're offered a promotion at work, which pays 50% more, but requires you to travel 80% time and, and work 50% more, great money, uh, less time. Well, if you're, if you're really serious about quitting your job in the next 12 to 24 months, are you inclined to accept that job offer? Well, the answer should be no. You would be inclined to decline that. Yet I see this happen all the time. On the other hand, I see people who look and seek for ways to go from full-time to part-time. And they work as a consultant for their current employer because they're so serious. 
okay? Because they've made it such a priority. And I've also uh, observed that when the spouse is involved, uh, things stick more, okay? When your spouse is involved and you guys get on the same page, hey, we can't be in the same place this time next year. We have to do something different. If your spouse is on board with that, she's gonna, he or she's gonna be very supportive of you. And it might mean things like, hey, watching less TV, it could mean potentially working less. It could potentially mean spending slightly less time with your family for a period of time. Things like that. Okay, you have to set priorities. All I'm saying is look at your priorities and those priorities come from you, really your why. And now we're going towards your, your why. And that why really comes from clarity. Okay, so if, if I were to trace it backwards, time, priorities, which come from your why, which come from the clarity that you create through this, this these quiet times. But your why is really, really important. Okay, because everything comes back to that. Everything is, is motivated by, by that why. So you gotta get very clear on why you're doing these things. And I have found that the best why is simply you gotta burn the boats. What I mean by that is it may just be metaphorically speaking, I find that people, for example, here's a, here's a thing I just is amazing to me. Someone spends a lot of money on a coaching program uh, and, they, and it goes well for a couple months and then and all of a sudden they take this promotion like I just talked about. I just refreshed my mind because this happened recently. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, why, why did you just take this, accept this promotion? You just told me two months ago you wanted to quit your job and you got into this program, spent a lot of money. So obviously you must be committed, right? Well, apparently not. Apparently, that person lied to themselves and me in the process about their actual motivation. And what I found is that their current life ain't so bad. Okay, it's not so bad because they have a pretty, they have a well, high-paying job. Everyone's healthy. They have a great house, a great family, great group of friends. Hey, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Okay, but apparently this person thought they would fix it. And I'm not saying you have to have a problem in your life, but what I'm saying is you have to make your current situation so unacceptable to you that it is an unacceptable plan B. If you have an acceptable plan B, your plan A is going to be weak because when things take longer, you have setbacks and challenges, which you will have, your fallback is always going to be plan B. And and your plan A really has no chance to get out of the gates at all. So make sure that your plan B is totally unacceptable. Make it so in your mind. Say, I cannot be in this job full-time working 60 hours a week this time next year. And the reason that's unacceptable to me is because I'm going to miss my children grow up and that is unacceptable to me. It is unacceptable to me because I can't spend time with my, my wife and build my relationship with her. It's unacceptable that I can't travel whenever I want to. That's the kind of conversation you have to have with yourself and ideally with your spouse as well. So when things get tough and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go back to my job, that is going to be so completely unacceptable to you that it'll keep you going in plan A. All right. Does that kind of make sense, guys? All right, so really spend time on your why. It is so important. Everything kind of flows from that. And from that, if your why is strong enough, you then set the priorities. And if you set those priorities, then then you have no choice but to make time for those priorities, okay? It's like one of those things where, you know, you break your you break your leg on the way to, to the airport to a very important executive meeting. Well, guess what? Your top priority just a second ago was, was making this flight to this unbelievably important meeting. All of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, it's no longer important because now you're headed to the hospital, right? How can this be? It's because your priority shifted. So always trace your time management, you know, how you spend your time, back to your priorities, back to your why, and back to getting clarity. Okay, does that make sense? A little bit more under making time, but this is really important. You got to make time. All right. Whew. Number two is make time. Number three is take tiny action. 
Now, normally you talk about taking massive action, 10xing your goals, that kind of stuff. And and I think this is great for bending your mind and exposing weaknesses and limitations in your in your beliefs. And I think that's great. The problem with I have with the taking massive action is hardly anyone know actually takes massive action. What I observe mostly is that people take a little bit of action every single day. And then over time, it appears that they've taken massive action. But it's not like they quit their job and go eight hours full board doing something else. That no one does that. Who does that? No one does that. So so taking massive action doesn't actually work. My advice for you is to take tiny action. So here's what I mean. Don't worry about the 141 steps that get you to your first deal. Just work, worry about the next three, okay? Just focus on the next three things, write them down, and then do those three things. And normally, you can knock those things out and say a week. Everybody knows the next three things they should do. They should read this book, talk to this person, go to this uh, meetup, okay? Then do those things. And then next week, write down the next three things that you know you do next. And just do that. And then after two months, you you look up and you're like, holy cow, it's amazing how far I've gotten. And we do this with our with our, our mentoring students as well. We have this thing called a deal funnel where we, we track on a weekly basis, we track their activity that they've done, each little activity, so they see, number one, the activity, and also what's really important on this step to take tiny action is to recognize and celebrate your successes, these small wins, okay? Now, I know the win is to do your first deal and then eventually quit your job, okay? But you got to look in the small successes, the small wins. I had a conversation just recently with with someone, you know, who, get, who got a bit uh, a bit discouraged around, you know, two, three months uh, after uh, starting with multifamily and stuff. And that, oh, it took, it takes a longer, it's a lot of work. And I, I don't have my first deal yet. I'm really, I'm really kind of discouraged. And I said, well, what did you do? Well, you know, I, I, I have done a bunch of stuff. I've, I've looked at a bunch of properties. I actually went out and looked, uh, did a site visit. I've, I've had a handful of meetings with investors. And uh, well, how many, how many deals have you analyzed? Oh, about 25. I said, are you kidding me right now? His name was Todd. I said, Todd, are you kidding me right now? Look at all the things that you have done. You've analyzed 25 deals. You have a high degree of competency. You can talk confidently with a broker, probably better so, about underwriting deals. Your confidence is much higher. You've had a handful of investor meetings. Even if you didn't raise a dime from this, you now have practice and your confidence level is higher. And he goes, wow, I never thought of it that way. So taking tiny action is important, but also equally important is to recognize and celebrate those small wins are really, really important. So just repeat that process over and over again and track those small wins, all right? So so take tiny action. So here's the result of this stuff. Those are my three tips to crush it in 2019. Get clear in your goals, make the time, and take tiny action. So let's go through them again. Get very clear in your goals because you need to do that. To get clear in your goals clarifies and solidifies your why. And if you have that, you can use that to set priorities, which then leads into priority number two, making the time for that, right? And then number three, to keep you going on track, continue taking tiny action. What this will do is it will, it will establish new habits that are gonna be hard to break, and repetition is key. And on a note of tiny action, when we work with our mentoring students, that first 90 days, all we do is focus on the action, okay? We don't focus on the outcome at all. Take the pressure off yourself and just focus on the activity, not so much uh, on the outcome. Another thing to consider as you're setting your goals for 2019 is to surround yourself with a support 
system, a support group of one way or another. And this could take a variety of different people around you. It could be your spouse. It could be a friend. And you're looking for someone who will hold you accountable and who will uh, who will challenge you when you're when you're slacking off or you're not achieving your goals. So you need an accountability partner. Um, you need to have uh, people around you who have done numbered have done what you want to do, and and maybe another group of people who want to do what you want to do. So that's kind of your peer group. Uh, a mentor is fantastic. It's a major mistake I made uh, when I got started in the restaurant business and then subsequently lost a boatload of money in, in it. That was my number one mistake I made. And I see repeatedly that um, having mentors, and typically these are the paid variety. It's very difficult to find someone for free that will give you the kind of attention you need. But I'm looking at our, our own mentoring program. And it's yes, it's a it's a fairly high investment uh, in dollars, of course. And it's not right for everybody. But I just see how 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 much it accelerates the timeline, the, the, the success that that people are having are much faster and the scale by which they're they're going out is much higher and they make a lot less mistakes. So it's a real value of mentorship. And so I want to encourage you to kind of build a support system around you to get you through this. So there's a, there it is. Get very clear. All right. Make the time and take tiny action. That's how you're going to crush 2019. There you have it. You know, I did spend a little bit of time on a mentorship program. And it's not really, like I said, not for everybody. We don't take everybody on either. But if you want to check it out, you can schedule a free strategy session with us to explore if it's right for you. And it's at themichaelblanc.com forward slash coaching. Themichaelblanc.com forward slash coaching. You can schedule a free strategy session and explore if that's right for you. All right. So now uh, the other thing uh, also is I'm trying to improve my social presence a little bit. I don't know if you noticed it, but I'm some good, well-meaning people said, Michael, you need to be a little bit more on, on social on Facebook and Instagram. Man, six months ago, I didn't even know what Instagram was. So I'm really getting, trying to get better at Instagram and I'm, I'm being, I'm being on there more frequently and kind of giving you a behind the scenes look at what we, what I do all day. So I want you to do the following. I want you to go to the Instagram right now. The handle is the Michael Blanc. T-H-E, Michael, B-L-A-N-K, and just follow me there because I'm going to be, I'm probably getting in there daily at this point and we'll probably do several, well, I've already started doing Facebook Lives as well on their Facebook page. The other thing that you may want to check out is the Apartment Investor Network. It's a closed uh, Facebook page. you got to answer a few questions to get in, but there's several thousand people in there right now. It's also relatively new. I didn't never had one before and we're, we're very active in there. There's a huge amount of engagement. So look for Apartment Investor Network and then get in on that. So the three th- social things, to do. And then again, if you want to check out the coaching, do that at the forward slash coaching. All right, you guys. Well, with that, I want to wish you a unbelievable 2019. It is indeed going to be the best year ever. All right. So you love you guys. Thank you so much. I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.